It's Monday. It's morning. It's macabre. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre with Scones and Darcy. I am Darcy. That is Scones. I am Scones. This is Darcy. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, another sorry quarantine edition. Yeah, another quarantine edition of Monday Morning Macabre, the show where we talk about dark, spooky things in the best way possible. Yeah, we laugh about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some some would say it's insensitive. <laughs> so I appreciate everybody... Uh, being being nice on the socials with regards to last week's episode being a a uh, a not an episode I guess because I did indeed become a father over the past hey, week. Cue the cue the hey, hey band. Cue the, yeah. <laughs> the applause track. Yeah, I'm I'm actually super surprised that Sling and Dingers allowed the birth of my child to happen in the prison cell where we are living. Yeah, I can't believe um, no paternity leave at all from Sling and I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> you'd think it would be something that would be very... Uh, so... <laughs> As I say, they're, they're in the window right now, brandishing a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be cool, be cool. But that all went really well. My daughter is now officially one week old, and that's very exciting. And she's doing great. And my wife is amazing. And we as a family are amazing. And that's why you came to this podcast. I have a feel-good, uplifting story about fatherhood. So we're going to change the podcast entirely to me talking about what it's like to be a dad just for two hours. (laughs) As a father, I'm going to review different Disney Channel original movies. Let's start. Let's watch a Disney Channel. (laughs) Luck of the Irish. What a film. Wow. How Um, off-brand. I thought you were going to go like under wraps. (laughs) uh, Nope. So thank you all for, for being cool to that point. Uh, but we're back. The first 26 episodes was a warm-up. <laughs> uh, new in my life, I actually, you know, a couple episodes back, uh, I talked about getting a fish. Yeah. I did get a fish. Ooh, what kind of fish? Um, It well, it doesn't matter. It's dead. It's very dead now. Wait, um, it died already? <laughs> yeah. Oh, big time. Jesus. How did, did you feed it? What'd you feed it? I, I felt Just it, poison? I fed it the little pellets that you're supposed to feed it and then it died know, it, it didn't just <laughs> die it literally like it it flipped its motorcycle going 80 on the- <laughs> <laughs> same way james dean died this fish died yep. the same way yeah no, it got like- gunned down in the street <laughs> <laughs> oh man it wasn't even like it just died it was like fully alive and totally fine one day and then i came in and it was like a skeleton like and there's the nothing f- else what? in the tank so it like Wait, what? Is it a vampire like, fish and the sunlight hit it and it just like evaporated? Either that or my tap water is like acid. So. Oh, that's a horrifying prospect. Jesus. I'm yeah, sorry, little it, fish. It what? went fast. What was the fish's name? I'm very um, sad I, about I this. I didn't want to name it because I... Because I, I, I knew that I fed that, it poison? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling Yikes. it was going to go this way. What? Um, so I, How I long did you have it for? Until it was like a month in that I was going to give it a name. and uh, That's what we're doing with my happen. daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, on. Un- close the door, open it, and man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's unknown as of right now because she might just be a skeleton tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it because it's your daughter, but. <laughs> no, I, she's, she's great. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long did you have the fish for? Um, probably about a week and a half. Damn, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm a moment of silence for Fishy Fish's Christmas wish. Yeah, pour one out. Yeah, pour one in to a bowl of for other fish. 
and see what happens. Yeah, then give them to someone else, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Do not give scones fish ever again. Well, scones, today I'm going to (laughs) be... On to the show. (laughs) And on to the show. Today I'm going to be bringing scones some little little creepy stories. A little ditty about... A little ditty about... and ghouls. About spooky stuff. Sucking down chili dogs. Um, <laughs> scones. Yes. Today, you know, for over the past week, I've been doing nothing but kind of hanging out and like watching TV and playing video games. Nice. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we do some spooky, like uh, some spooky haunted game related things? Oh, my god! And gosh. I came across some spooky game stuff, which I was kind of surprised by. But some of it's actually like pretty legitimately spooky stuff. So we're talking new age stuff. Uh, Yeah, like like 80s and up. Oh, so before Scooby-Doo we're and doing, Cyber we're Chase? Doing, yeah, uh, this is that's how I d- delineate time in my life. <laughs> before some people do after. BC and AD. <laughs> I do before Scooby-Doo. It's uh enter uh, cyber what was it cyber Ch- is it cyber chase or cyber space cyber chase and yeah it's before that and after that so it's that's where I said the pinnacle of spooky gaming yeah it's BS and AS uh this is BS if you know what I mean so today we're going to be talking about Polybius and other spooky tales. So th- today I'm going to bring you uh, three different stories. Two of them are uh, kind of appetizers, and then one of them's the main dish, Ooh, which is gonna, the story of Polybius. Are you going to tell them to me like in other anthology episodes of shows where like <laughs> yeah. you're an older gentleman reading from a book and I'm a kid? Yeah, and you're yeah, you're me a little kid, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Be like, back in my day, there was a spooky game. Yeah, and there's one really where uncre- you like, fall asleep and it delineates the story, and I'm like, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's like the that's like the children horror anthologies where it's like kind of nice at the same time. <laughs> We're getting dark. we are off track. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start by telling you the story of an interesting event, an interesting uh, urban legend, if you will, of Pokemon Red and Green. Ooh. Now wait, green? Yes, exactly. So I'm an Pokemon Green Blue. Yeah, we had red and blue. Now we're going back to 1996, right? Yeah, let's take it so, back there. Pokemon Green was a J- Japanese uh only version of like red. So we only got red and blue, but they got green. That's messed up. But I don't know if you remember in the game, there is a place called Lavender Town. Oh, and I know old Lavender Town all too well. <laughs> so Lavender Town, for listeners who are like, what's a Pokemon? Is a place where you find like ghost Pokemon. It's like the haunted town uh, of Pokemon games. Yeah, and it's, it's where like Cubone's dead mother haunts it. Yeah, it's it's really dark for a children's video game. Super and that makes this urban legend slash story extra creepy. So this is the Lavender Town Tone or Lavender Town Syndrome, 
It was a peak in suicide and illness of children between the ages of 7 and 12 shortly after the release of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan back in February of 1996. Rumors say that these suicides and illnesses only occurred after the children played the game and reached Lavender Town, whose theme music had extremely high frequencies that studies showed that only children and young teens can hear since their ears are more sensitive. Holy shit. Right. Due to the Lavender Tone, at least 200 children supposedly committed suicide and many more developed illness and afflictions. The children who committed suicide usually did so by hanging or jumping from heights, and those who did not acted irrationally and complained of severe headaches after listening to the Lavender Town theme. Oh, so when you enter crap. this Lavender t- yeah, so when you enter this Lavender Town in the game, it like uh, the, the towns have their own little songs and jingles and it's like that old 8-bit music. Yeah. What makes this extra creepy? And I know it's an urban legend so like I'm skeptical obviously to begin with, like yeah. it's you know, like anyone could just be like, yeah, whatever, but what makes it what gives it some credence is that before it came to America, they changed the song. Like that's like definitive. That happened. Yeah. Holy that shit. is definitive that the music in the Lavender Town in the American versions is completely different after this. It's like the movie the happening, but a sound instead of a right. Well, I don't want to spoil so, it happening for anyone. Not that it's a <laughs> great movie you need to see, but still. Yeah, they have Oh, it's the trees. The it's going to be. <laughs> the trees are talking to my mother for me. So I came across that and I was like, that's super creepy. Like, regardless of if it did or did not happen, the fact that, like, they changed the music gives it this really creepy. Yeah, we're on to you, Game Freak. Yeah. <laughs> we're on to you. Pokemon Company. Pokemon Company. I don't know. Um, there's a little more to this, but it sounds way more BS, and I don't mean before Cyberchase. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you can go on YouTube and you can hear the original music if you want. If you want to risk uh, <laughs> the Lavender Town tone, feel free yeah, to go check that out. I'm probably old enough where I'm not at risk. Uh, probably. So we're actually just giving that advice to little kids. <laughs> yeah. So if, you, if, you, if you're between the ages of seven and twelve, and if you're you ripping this podcast. <laughs> As a dad. Uh, if you're, <laughs> as a father, my daughter is not listening to this until she's at least 13. So that's the first of the little 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 spooky tales. The second one is a throwback to Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, which I was, could not play that game. The that timer game was, gave me way too much anxiety. Yeah. So it was an inherently creepy game to begin with because you just have this giant like moon face staring at you the entire time. It's like this terrifying like grin on the moon as you play this game for those of you don't know if you know zelda if you know link he he has to go solve this he's got like three days to fix this problem before like the moon crashes into the earth and obliterates everybody which is like as a kid you're like this is so much pressure and it's literally climate change yeah and it uh it was legitimately like the entire game you're basically on a timer uh but anyway this is called Ben Drowned, and you can read the full thing. I'm going to do an abridged version because the full thing is like like 11 pages worth of text that I'm not going to go through right now, but I'll give you the highlights of this Wait, story. say that again? What is it? Ben Drowned? It's called Ben Drowned is the, is the, is the name of the urban legend, basically. Like a last name drowned or he drowned? Like- no, like the verb to drown. Oh, okay. An indiv- ben the name Ben, and then Drowned, as in a kid named Ben Drowned. So, essentially what the story is, is there is a guy who goes to a garage sale 
and picks up a copy of Majora's Mask. And when he gets home, he notices that on the cartridge, there's a save file titled Ben, in all caps, B-E-N. As he bought it from the garage sale, he's like, oh, this was the you know previous owner's saved game. So he starts a new game. He calls himself Link. And the weird thing that starts to happen with this cartridge is that as he's playing the game, he's realizing that all of the NPCs in the game, all of the non-player characters start referring to start using the name Ben instead of Link. So like they're oh. still calling him Ben even, even though, though he said it to Link. He, yeah, he 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 named his file Link. That's the scariest. So that's guy. creepy already. Wait, and he kept playing? <laughs> so no, he well what he did was he deleted the Ben save in an attempt to fix that issue. However, once he came went back into his original game, the characters wouldn't refer to him at all. Like they, they wouldn't, wouldn't talk they, to him? They wouldn't like mention his name at all throughout the game. Oh, that's really weird. So he then attempts to do what's called the fourth day glitch. So in the game, you have three days to beat the game, but modders and people like people who play the game a lot found out there's like a way you can glitch the game to allow for a fourth day. So he does this glitch. And from here on out, the player experienced many strange and unsettling occurrences, such as textures and characters being missing from their usual locations, music being played backwards, and new text appearing with one of the phrases of this new text being, you shouldn't have done that. So what's creepy about this, I mean, obviously it's inherently creepy, but there is a uploaded to YouTube, there's a drowned.wmv is the title of the video, and it is gameplay from this Majora's Mask game, and it literally is what is being said here. Holy like, shit. It's, like, he's playing it, and the text is coming up. It's, like, unedited. Like, it's just it's just gameplay from the game, right? So, the... I mean, someone... What really scares me is the Ben thing. I mean, yeah, like, the game having issues and stuff when you do a glitch, I guess that's, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. that crazy, but... The characters being like, hey, Ben. And then he's like, hey, what's what? up, Ben? You're like, wait, what did you I'm say? Not they're like, and then they just don't refer to him at all. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, so that's super creepy. Now, so eventually the user's college roommate posts a message and he said that the user moved out of the dorm but left a final movie and text file. And the movie and text file indicates that the ghost of Ben who haunted the cartridge moved onto the computer used to post the original thread with the implication that he would soon break out into the real world. Wait, so that's ben where it gets like extra the, urban legendy. Wait, so hold on. So the original the original user who posted it to like the forums, who was the guy who went like the garage the kid who bought the thing at the garage sale. Basically, his roommate leaves the final post on this like thread saying, "Hey, the kid left. I haven't seen him, but all that's left is this like movie and text file." That, so do we assume he died? That's like the, I think that's the spooky urban legend assumption at the end of it. What I'm sure the case is, is that somebody came up with an elaborate, you know, uh, hoax. And probably somehow, the the thing that impresses me is the game engine video. Because it literally is just him playing the game. Like, yeah. you would have had to mod the game engine, which would have been very impressive to me. I'm sure that the game is not saying you shouldn't have done that. Or maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe there's like a dev who's really had a lot of time on his hands who's screwing around with somebody. But that's the story of Ben Drowned. That's my abridged version again because... That's really creepy. We could go... There's a couple more creepy occurrences that happen in that. But those are like the highlights. If you look into it, you can read all about Ben Drowned. But it is a very 
cool internet urban legend. Now, with those two said, I'm going to move on to our our main course here, which is an urban legend coming out of the 80s, coming out of retro gaming, which has to do with the urban legend of Polybius, the government's mind-controlling arcade game. And this actually connects back, you'll see, to an earlier episode that we did. So, hey, callback. Rewarding the, uh, the loyal listeners. <laughs> yeah, to the loyal listeners. Who's like, that's episode 23, timestamp 1415. That'd be sick. <laughs> I wish all of our listeners sounded like that. I wish our listeners cared enough about us to know the exact <laughs> timestamp. <laughs> so, okay. This is an article off of uh, atlasobscura.com, which is actually a real... I don't know if you guys are into Atlas Obscura, but it's got a lot of interesting articles like this. Like, if you like Monday Morning Macabre, you're going to like Atlas Obscura. There's there's room in the world for both. Right, yeah. So We're not above free plugs. <laughs> so, in a suburban arcade near Portland, Oregon in 1981, a dull digital glow bounced off the faces of teenagers who clutched joysticks immersed in the game. Tiny lines and dots danced or exploded with high-pitched beeps across the mall, but one game cabinet, Polybius, drew the longest lines. Gamers who tried it couldn't stop playing and began acting oddly. They were nauseous, stressed, and had horrific nightmares. Others had seizures or attempted suicide, and many felt unable to control their own thoughts. It was later that they recalled how Polybius was serviced more often than other games. It was said that men in black suits came every week and opened the machine, (laughs) recorded its data, and left with no interest in its coins. I love that they wore black suits to do this. They couldn't couldn't, couldn't dress as normal people. Right. Yeah. So we got that, like, the the Stranger Things arcade vibe 80s thing going. Soon after it appeared, the mysterious arcade game vanished without warning, taken by the men in black suits, leaving no records of existence. So here we're like, that's the summary of like what happened. You're like, okay, that's that's goofy. Like, like you said, like they're just gonna roll in in black suits and stuff. But the story is actually one of the biggest unsolved mysteries of the gaming world. And though most accept that the game never existed, it since became an urban legend on gaming and conspiracy websites, and is kept alive by fans. However, there's some credence to bits and pieces of the story. So. It's uncertain just how far back the Polybius tale goes, but the earliest known discussion of it is thought to be from 1998 when a mysterious description appeared on a vintage gaming website, coinop.org. The current entry for Polybius states that the game had a very limited release, one or two backwater arcades in a suburb of Portland. And according to the rumors, it was developed by some kind of weird military tech offshoot group and used some kind of proprietary behavior modification algorithm developed for the CIA. That's incredible. The 80s were so much more exciting. Yeah, they were. So this actually, like, so a website, like, posted this being, like, a a video game website was like, hey, just so you know, like, there were machines, apparently, that were developed by some kind of weird offshoot tech group. So that post was shared with others in 2000 on a precursor to internet forums called Usenet and seemingly sparked further lore about the game. By 2003, it appeared in a list of urban legends in GamePro magazine, and in CoinOps Org's comment section in 2006, someone by the name of Stephen Roach added to the story. It was created by a company he and a few other naive programmers began called Sinuslauschen. I don't know. I It's German. I don't uh, know. He's like, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> well, he literally said they were hired by a separate South American company to do the work. A South American company? They were very in, they were in over their heads with their advanced, accidentally dangerous graphics. What does that mean? 
so the game was said to cause seizures and like awful things, basically. Oh, okay. And like they're saying the that they made Pokemon cartoon. Yeah, basically. So in response, CoinOp.org amended its entry in 2009 with a rebuttal, saying Stephen Roach is full of himself and knows nothing about this game. As with most legends, the details are evasive. No one even has a copy of the original Polybius game file, so Wait, no one can agree. Nowhere. There is nowhere that has this Polybius game file. That's insane to me. Which are often found and shared by vintage game lovers. So no one can agree on what the game was actually like. Was it a puzzle game, a shooter, what kind of graphics? The the common rumor is that it's uh it's very similar to the arcade game Tempest, which it's like the center of the screen, like like it's like a, a space shooty game type deal. It's Pretty really hard to explain what it would stuff. look like. Yeah, it's super simple stuff. Just but polygons and you're the one in the middle kind of thing. Yeah, so it's geometric shapes bend and fold from a center portal like a digital acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's and wait, so do people who like own these arcades like yeah, I had one here. Yeah, there's a lot of people who back up that this thing was in fact it like did there exist. were Yeah, they're saying that there were these cases that did exist at that time. That like That's why were that like showed up and then left. They say some of like the it, like there's definitely embellishment as to what is going on, but they said there were these things, they were there for a short amount of time, and then all of a sudden they were taken away. Uh, and that there were people coming and recording data off of them. That's nuts. So, I wonder if Billy Mitchell ever got his hands on one. <laughs> so that's the... Stupid Billy Mitchell. So basically the intense combination of graphics in Polybius was supposed to be like causing all of these weird symptoms and, you know seizures and night terrors and chill like a couple cases of kids dying apparently just like from playing it and then the same day they were like over the course of like multiple game sessions over the course of like weeks people would just start going like nuts basically that's crazy so while the details about the game are ambiguous the story has roots in truth just a few decades before polybius supposedly terrorized oregon gamers the government really was secretly testing unwitting subjects and that's how we link this all to MK Ultra. Yeah. So the article goes on to talk about MK Ultra because Throwback. that is supposedly linked to Polybius and was a as we know, as we've talked about, MK Ultra was nuts and they did crazy shit with mind control experiments in the mid like early seventies to late seventies and like late sixties. And apparently this Polybius cabinet was a a legacy device of mk ultra season one episode 16 exactly but yeah no and that's not like a subjective thing that is that history. happened <laughs> yes that literally MK happened ultra, i mean so yeah the fact that they're like yeah this thing is fucking with people if, <laughs> i could have injected lsd into them like their hands <laughs> or something probably i know i don't know yeah like they press the button like a little spray shoots out of the top of the cabinet so the army and marines have have and still use video games to train soldiers and what's more shady is that arcade owners sometimes dabbled in illegal gambling so the fbi may have actually been walking around arcades checking machines for evidence so there's a couple different theories as to why these men in suits were coming through arcades in the late 80s and like trying to extract data from these cabinets but all of this has combined to make this massive gaming urban legend that is polybius and that's like people think that mk ultra was the genesis of 
this cabinet that apparently existed in Oregon in the late or early 80s. It would be Oregon. It would be like the it weirdest would be. state. <laughs> it's that dude. The Pacific Northwest is full of spooky stuff. So full of spooky stuff. Wait, like so I feel. Do we know like what Polybius like what the cabinet looked like or like the art? Yes, it was it? just a. So it's like a black cabinet with a green letterhead that said Polybius, and in fact. Like it's still to make it not look like a government <laughs> secret thing, all black with green writing. So it's such a widespread rumor throughout the retro arcade space that in 2012, uh, a bar in Brooklyn called Barcade created a Polybius cabinet for Halloween, and they posted a picture of it onto Instagram, and they got so many like it so was like many a people drone strike or something. <laughs> Yeah, and then like the management and everyone who worked there was just killed overnight. It was so weird. Uh, no, they got like hundreds and hundreds of comments being like, "Please tell me you didn't turn that machine on. Please say it's a joke. This this is real, etc., etc., etc." Get out. So yeah, basically, that would be really scary if you thought it was real and like you knew about this and you just oh, walked yeah. into an arcade and you're just like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and the owner's like, "Get it," and I'm like, "Get." Turn that thing off. Get it out of here. Yeah, please, 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 please leave. <laughs> We're all having fun. What are you doing? So the story of Polybius still has people searching for it. And the one thing that keeps it just out of arm's reach from facts is hard evidence of the game existing. But the... That's the bummer about the 80s, too. Is because yeah. like, if it was today, people would have just had like pictures yeah, everywhere. We, we would know 100% for sure if this, if this was real. But that Polybius was like... That's like the number one classic gaming spooky haunted urban legend that's wick i believe it that one i believe i totally can i mean the majority of that one sounds yeah. like it's real too majority mass one's super creepy if you you should read the entire thing except except we don't know if the kid actually died well that's what makes these all good urban legends is that they have they happen are far-fetched <laughs> but they have enough like kind of truthful evidence elements to them to make it believable like the fact that the american version of lavender town now has different music that's yeah super creepy and the majora's mask one has footage of the game they happened just long enough ago like they're still video games so they're modern but happened just long enough ago that like i totally could see stuff not being documented especially like the previous stuff yeah especially with like the involved like even if there was evidence i could see them being like all right we're gonna scrub everything right like (laughs) like half of all the people who owned arcades in portland in the 1980s like went missing or something right it's (laughs) i believe it's just it's it just kind of like gives me the heebie-jeebies as someone who is is an avid video game player i'm like damn your heebies are jeebied i'm my yeah my heebs are jeeb dude there's so many good horror video games now too i'm surprised there hasn't been like a polybius like a big i actually when i was googling it there is someone exactly so those are a couple of of spooky video game tales for you it just felt uh, thematic to what I was doing in my life, and I'm sure I many hope you guys out there at this point are playing. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a good this. a good COVID uh, subject. If you want to dig into some of these games, you can go have yourself a little game sesh. I bet there's a documentary on it out there somewhere too. Probably. And also, if you haven't seen the documentary uh, "Fistful of Quarters," King of Kong. Oh, true. That is an amazing documentary, and you'll yeah. learn to hate Billy Mitchell, who's the greatest, <laughs> Billy Mitchell. Like, the greatest bad guy in all of competitive anything. I don't want to say sports because people get mad about when you call that stuff sports, but yeah, like yeah, man, 
It's amazing. I wonder if fun. Oh no, you said it only happened in Oregon, right? That's yeah. That's where the root okay, of everything took place. Is that New Hampshire and Emory probably got one? Yeah. No, probably not. Probably no Polybius there. Did it say how many cabinets went out? How many Polybius or how many estimate? There was no. There's no like number as to the amount. There's no just. Doubt. What's weird is that it's so focused in this small section of Oregon that a lot of people specifically from this area are like, yeah, I remember. I totally remember that game cabinet. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> brilliant by the army or the CIA or whoever, because people from Oregon are just kooky enough that they might be like... Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, like nah, oh yeah, it happened in Portland, there. Oregon. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys for stopping in again for another week of Monday Morning Macabre. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Get home safe. Next week, we will be discussing the Disney Channel original movie, Clueless. That's not a decom. <laughs> is it a decom? Clueless is not a... <laughs> no, I don't know. Of, no, you're thinking of Get a Clue. I'm thinking of Get a Clue. Clueless was not. <laughs> Baby. Clueless was the one where, like, uh, what's her name? Like She dies, right? No, she, like, gets or is Paul that get a Paul Rudd, who's, like, her stepbrother. Very much oh, not wait. a Disney Is Get movie. a Clue the one where the girl dies and she's a ghost? Or no, that's no. Now you're what's that one? <laughs> Get a clue, one with Lindsay Lohan. No, that's Susie Q. <laughs> <laughs> we are so off. Okay, thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the uh, the soch the socials. Follow the socials. The outsiders. Like and subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Twitter, mm macabre pod. Instagram, Monday morning macabre. And then go to mondaymorningmacabre.com and uh, shoot us an email with some stuff you want to talk about. Yeah, people we can get sent in a uh, couple of them. We got some good ones coming up on Dick. Got some good ones coming up on Dick. <laughs> got some, some spooky dark stuff. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. And uh, have a good Monday. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Hey. Yeah. Should we can we outro this one with hey. the Lavender Town music? Or is are we liable? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> or are we is I don't Nintendo know. gonna come knocking on <laughs> Nintendo's lawyer is gonna come knocking on the doors? Dude, no one's gonna come knocking. They're gonna social distance the shit. Oh true. So we can do whatever we're good. We're kings of the internet. <laughs> Nobody can stop us. West out there. <laughs> There's no laws. All right. Have a good Monday. Have a good Monday. Goodbye. <laughs>